0: This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is a Thursday, meaning we're one day closer to the Steelers versus Raiders on Sunday, the home opener for the 2020-2021 season. Steelers will have fans in the stadium. Many. Many fans in the stadium. Many rowdy fans yeah, in the stadium, I would think.
1: they'll I would be think. pretty uh, lubed up and ready to roll.
0: I would think <laughs> so. Uh, it should be interesting. I know uh, a lot of the players talking about that uh, this week. And and, and uh, one of the other things that was talked about today, we, had, we spoke with uh, Steelers defensive coordinator Keith Butler today, and a lot of the questions surrounded Minka Fitzpatrick oh. and his uh, – well, maybe his new role with the Steelers here where they're kind of moving him around like a chess piece.
1: It's interesting, and I was hoping the conversation, I didn't hear the interview yet with Coach Butts, but I thought, boy, I hope it's not. Pro Football Focus had you as the 100th-ranked safety in the league in Week 1, which... It's a asinine. whole different road yeah. we should go down. You know, how could you possibly have a bad grade on what he did in that game? I mean, he was a super impact player that was doing new things all over the place, all over the place in the run
0: game in the pass game. He was closer
1: yeah. to the best player on the field than a liability, without a doubt. I mean, he was awesome in my opinion. And,
0: he and, was one, to me, and I wrote this. Um, I thought he affected the game by. Them, not, but when the Bills came to the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. they broke the they break the huddle, come to the line of scrimmage. Where's Minka Fitzpatrick at? Yeah, because you just didn't Troy know. Yeah, too. you yeah. just didn't know. He's he's a deep safety on this play. The next play, he's in the slot. The next play, he's a dime linebacker. Like, yeah. where's that guy at? Because he is a scary guy for opposing quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, and maybe we should just kind of reiterate his history too, because that's what he was at Bama. Yes, and then that was one of the beauties of him coming out. But then he goes to Miami that's not exactly the talent that Bama was, and he's not protected, and he's taken on guards, and they're losing games. And I don't know that he was ever a, quote, malcontent or whatever, but he wasn't happy with how things what, were going. Here's
0: here's was his This was his usage um, in 2019 in his first two games it's under with Brian Flores okay. that year.
1: Right before he got traded. Right before he right asked for the that trade. Flores' first year. His first year, he year. didn't draft him. New coaching staff. They come right. in.
0: He plays 44 snaps in the box as a dime linebacker.
1: Which is fine if it's 4 or 5, not 44.
0: He played 33 snaps at free safety. Which he's great at. He played 26 at slot corner. Which we're seeing more of. And he played 7 snaps on the outside. Okay, so and you're He did asking, do some of that at Bama. So his biggest usage was in the box. Mm-hmm. That's what he didn't want. That's you know. Right, right. I mean, that's you not know.
1: the best usage. of him, If
0: you're right. a you know, and he's a six foot one, you know, two hundred and five pound guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can. Yeah, I can step down there and play you know dime safety a little bit, but here and there, here and there. I don't want to do it. I don't want that to be the main thing that I do.
1: Right. I mean, if you're against four wide from Buffalo, that's a little different than against 22 personnel against the Patriots yeah. with defensive linemen that can't protect you, you know, <laughs> you, you don't have Christian. Barmer you getting run over on it. You you're like, you know, I'm not going to make Bama. it through this season. Right. I mean, I think there's a little self-preservation there too. <laughs> I am only 200 pounds taking on 300 pounders over and over and big tight ends and Gronk. And That's not types. fun. And nor is it the best use of them. Right. And, and I also think that he's a super competitive Bama captain type of guy right. that probably wasn't thrilled with how things were going on a bad team and, um, so, all that aside, why he wanted out? Well, the Steelers get him mid-season. He's, he didn't have him in camp, and Wolf brought this up the other day. You brought it up a couple of, uh, while ago. He's never been to Latrobe. You know, right, that guy's never been. This he's never business, been to Latrobe. He's been with the amazing. team for three years. And of course, the Steelers have stuck him basically in deep middle, and they do other things with him. I mean, yeah, they'll he'll do play robber some robber, stuff yeah. and stuff like that. It's not that he just drops back and surveys the field. But he got extremely good at it. In fact, I think he's the best deep middle safety in the league. We talk about this a lot. You'll find some safety linebacker hybrids floating around. But there aren't many you just trust to be the goalie, the last layer defense. And he's, again, the best at it. And he takes the ball away, which is amazing.
0: But the thing about that position is that offenses can avoid it.
1: Right. That's where I was going with it, too. It's like you always know where he is. We just won't throw his way. We can nickel and dime the Bostics of the world and the Vince Williams, which is why you had to get better at linebacker as well, too. You know, plus the ball has to come out because the pass rush is so good. We're not going to have a lot of deep post routes and things like this designed (laughs) against the Steelers. So there's probably a lot of snaps by football standards where – He's not real involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the nature of the business anyway. way you cut it. Ed Reed was like that at times, too. I mean, and that's what you want. You don't want your deep middle guy involved snap after snap after snap or bad things will probably happen. But you're right. People definitely avoid him. So I think this year, you know, one more year in, in the books and um, he's going back to, again, it's only one game, but he's going back to showing, remember, I can do a lot of stuff, you know. And you brought up a really good point. I guess it was Monday after game one. That was kind of the beauty of Norwood. Yeah. You know, the, the, they could Norwood's break. Norwood's not Minka. The they could
0: break world. the huddle and. OK, wh- which one's going to be at free safety and who's going to be in the slot mm-hmm. or who's going to be the dime linebacker here? Because they um, both can do both. Because they can do both. Right. And, and, right. Cam, and you also have Cam Sutton on the field who can do all those things as well mm-hmm. if you want to. So it gives you, uh, you know, again, the quarterback stepping up, first of all. If you also notice in the game, um, the Steelers' defensive front – was moving around a lot more than they usually oh, yeah. do. You know, you're, they're stacking a linebacker. Especially backer. the outside linebacker. They got, the out edge yeah. guys. They got yeah. three guys with their hand in the dirt, and that fourth guy is, is kind of roaming around behind yeah. the, behind them. And then at the last second, the defensive line all shifts, and that guy jumps into that spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, okay, question. now where's T.J. Watt rushing from? Where's Melvin Ingram rushing mm-hmm. from here? There's times gotta, they both are on yeah. the same side. i gotta you know, right. I got to figure that out first. Okay, now i got that where the hell's Mike Fitzpatrick at? Yeah, I used to you know, know where he was all the time, yeah. and now
1: I don't. And he's a much different player than Paul Amalu. But any quarterback that used to face the, the Steelers all the time was we had to figure out forty three. Yeah, where's forty three lined up? Right. right. So if you can just bring that level of uncertain uncertainty, and one more thing to think about, and you know he steals one ball away throughout the course of the year that he wouldn't have because of that, and you know, that that's tremendous. And it just it's it's, it's all a compliment the Norwood. Yeah,
0: though. it's all about making the quarterback. A uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and B hold the football maybe a half second longer. Like yeah. you know, this is not outside the norm for Fitzpatrick. His rookie year with with Miami, played three hundred. Uh, he played three hundred seventy nine snaps in a slot, Yeah. and was one of the better graded. Now you know we talked sure, about sure. those grades, but he was one of the better slot cornerbacks mm-hmm. in He's the a league. Big physical one that yeah. also
1: isn't bad changing directions. You yeah. Know? No, I mean, by Hilton the way, look the same. No. Yeah, you, you,
0: know. you happened to play Darren Waller this week.
1: Yeah, I think that's where we were going with this, of yeah. course. You know, he's a maybe the answer, well, not the answer, but one of the one of the answers, one yeah. of the approaches to to taking away a very hard guy that's hard to deal with. And the Steelers did a great job um taking away the Bills best player for best receiver far and away. Yeah, I think you brought this up on there Tuesday that the Bills feature Diggs in a similar way that the Raiders feature Waller. They're not the same, of course. Right. But if you can limit the damage these they do, you know, I mean Diggs caught a lot of passes, but they didn't hurt you. you yeah. Know? I mean and so
0: there wasn't there weren't any difference between the Diggs catches and the Cole Beasley catches. Mm-hmm. If you can do that it's a win. If Waller yeah. and if Renfro you make, have the yeah, same you, impact you make those Raiders. guys. you make Darren Waller Hunter Renfro. Boom. That's <laughs> You're going to win the football You're game. You're in pretty darn good yeah. shape.
1: Yeah, as long as Ruggs isn't beating you over the top right. with, you know, running 20 yards past your your corners. Um, and he hasn't shown the, the penchant for doing that yet in his career. So, no, I think that's pretty interesting. What's hard to watch on TV sometimes is where's Minka, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have the advantage of being at the game, which is – Certainly advantageous until the all twenty-two comes out because there's times he's not even in the picture, you know. Yeah. And then sometimes he almost feel like a quarterback. He's not in the picture. The ball comes out and there he is. You yeah. Know? Right. Or, you know. I mean, the the, the or... play
0: that he had on the 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 breeder run that he that was third and three right before the fourth down stop. Yeah. He came from twenty or twenty yards back I to, say to he make comes that from play. Distance. A yeah. A lot fast.
1: Yeah. A lot. Um, and even I think it, I don't think we saw a ton of it against Buffalo, but. Him and Norwood could be a two-high shell if need be. You know, they both are – their skill set's more so than Edmonds of being the last layer of defense. You know, I mean, not that that's – Edmonds a strong safety. I mean, right. so it gives you one more wrinkle there. You know, third and real longs, things like that too. So, no, it's it's. – we've talked about this a lot in the off seasons too. Is it better just to let Minka be the best free safety in the league and be a phenomenal player – or start doing these things. And I'm not sure there's a wrong answer. You know? Right. But yeah. they didn't have a Norwood before to even make it a, a possibility.
0: Yeah, they, they didn't have that third safe. They didn't have that safety Joker, who could be a free. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, because Norwood can play slot too. Right. Freeze and slots aren't the same thing. Not at all. Uh, and very yeah. few do both. I mean, Hilton couldn't do that. He's a really good slot, but he couldn't do that.
0: Yeah, right. Um, so I, I think it's interesting uh, if you looked at. His usage last week, um, Fitzpatrick played every defensive snap. They played 85 mm-hmm. defensive snaps in right, the game, right. by the way. He had uh, 48 snaps at free safety. So over half the time, he was at free safety. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, It's not like he's getting away from the... Right, no, you're still
0: well. using that. Right. He had 22 snaps in the slot. Okay. So about a quarter of his snaps were in the slot. Again, that's a lot. He had 13 in the box. Yeah. Uh, and then he had uh, even a few on the defensive line where they you know walk him up in mm-hmm. short yardage situations. And I mean, we
1: could find these things out, but teams have a spreadsheet where you could sort. Okay, every every uh, time he was in the box was that when they had only when they had four receivers on the field. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's rules. It's not arbitrary. Yeah, you know, you start sorting things and you figure probably out when he's line. in
0: the box, they're you know they're playing dime.
1: I would imagine know. it's a dime defense, and maybe Singletary is the only. Or maybe there were snaps that they didn't even have a running back on. The they,
0: were, they were they had some snaps where they lined up without a back in the backfield but a wide receiver in the backfield beside Josh Allen.
1: Mm, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, Gabriel like Davis was back there. McKenzie was back, McKenzie was back, back right. there, yeah. And Josh is obviously a ball carrier himself. That Does, right. doesn't mean that there's no threat of run. But this is a different beast they're playing. Waller's clearly the scary guy, you know, like Diggs. Um, Carr doesn't run like anything like Allen no. and, and won't run. I mean, he may... if it's if Get five yards and he'll get down. He'll slide. Yeah. You know, right. And their their receivers aren't as scary and I don't think the schemes... Yeah, maybe it is. I mean, Cruden knows what he's doing. Yeah, The old line's not as good, though. You know, I mean, and again, if you can get pressure with four and allow all these defensive backs on the field and all this versatility and all these different things without having to dedicate blitzers, that to me is the foundation. Like... They've been very successful blitzing, and it's not like, boy, if they, if they start rushing five all the time, they're in trouble. They'll be great at it, but what an advantage if you don't have to. And I don't think they'll have to this game.
0: I don't know that they necessarily have to in any game all year, <laughs> right? Right. I and mean, they may
1: choose to at times.
0: Yeah, they may choose it. That's the night. Nice, I asked, I asked Keith Butler that today. I'm like, is it kind of nice? I said, how I asked him, how different was it for you in this game? To only call a couple of blitzes, And he goes, Well, it was pretty different. <laughs> like, yeah, they're right. usually, they're near the league they're usually around 40%, right? Right, right. Um, you know, they're usually top five ish, like the Ravens were
1: one last yeah. year, you know.
0: Like, it's nice though to have that in your back pocket, yeah. You know, like, it hey, might be if, in the front pocket for right. a on, you know, you're you know, just
1: that good up front, yeah, uh, even if you had the, the Vince Williams and Bostics of the world. Well, they're not quite as exposed if they're you know, covering yeah. a little less space or because you're you still know.
0: showing it at times. So, if you're oh, going to yeah, show yeah. it all the time. But never do it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, teams are going to be like, "Well, I'm not going to buy that window dressing." Right? They're not coming. And then, and then that's, that's when you got to come. Right, yeah.
1: Right. Right. So yeah, I, I do think it makes you—I don't say less predictable because they weren't predictable before. So, you yeah. know, and, and their blitzes weren't all the same. But boy, it's a one more feather in the cap of you know things that they can do on defense. Well, actually, I guess two. I mean, the, the the generating pressure with only four with great consistency. And now you're moving Minka around too, you know. So there's two big wrinkles that I'm sure the Raiders and Gruden looked at going, man, when we started kind of advanced scouting this team, we didn't think we'd deal with those we, things. Yeah, this too. was not something you know, we right. thought we were going to have to see, look at we here. We thought this was going to be a big enough problem. As zone. well as,
0: you know, Watt moving all over the place. And, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 Where's Hayward going to be lying? Because you you got to help against those guys. And if, if if you're getting that pre-snap movement up front, mm-hmm. on that defensive front, that even if it's a four-man rush, you still have to identify. Okay, who's, who's who? who's doubling Hayward? Who's doubling Watt? You know, or how you? Which one of them are you doubling?
1: I don't remember seeing Watt come from the right side very often, or even a line over there. It seemed like the the right.
0: He side would align, He guy, lined in the middle a lot.
1: He would go to the yeah. middle sometimes, but it seemed like the right guy would come to Watt's side more than the other way around. In this matchup, Watt versus Leatherwood's just fine by me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he's our best. That guy then hasn't shown that he's ready yet. We don't have to be too fancy. Maybe you will see Ingram or Highsmith come from that side as well. But I don't know that even moving the, the edge guys around matters all that much. You know, like, if I can have TJ just line up on Leatherwood and everyone in the stadium knows it's coming, I still like the Steelers' chances.
0: Yeah, I have meant to look that up, and I haven't done so yet. How many penalties Leatherwood had last mm, week? At least, positive. at least two. I'll bet you he was among the league leader. Well, I'm trying to see – Uh Lane Johnson had three. Did he? Um, We're
1: just looking at, at penalty leaders right yeah. now.
0: Dawkins with Buffalo had two against Watt. They're right, right, they're right. Um, Jamel Dean had three. He had three in the first yeah Did he really? Yeah. Um, where's he at here? I guess he didn't.
1: I, I don't remember. I mean, I just watching him, and he was struggling quite a bit.
0: Maybe they, This doesn't count the uh, decline penalties, too, so. Okay, We're is a Monday stuff. nighter
1: even in there? Yeah, oh yeah, it's uh, I mean I guess it's late enough in the week.
0: Um, there are a bunch of guys with two. I don't see him on here. I thought he had more than, Oh no, uh, their other tackle, James, he's an inter-
1: inside guy.
0: Well, yeah, he was playing inside, but he had two. Okay. Um, oh Leatherwood did have two. Did he have two? He did have two. Wow. And he actually had uh, one was a false start. The other one was a uh, was a holding penalty. So. And he was at home. And he was at home. You know. And not playing T.J. Watt, right, 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 yeah. right.
1: I mean, not that those guys were bad, but they're not one of the elite players in the league. I, I keep going back to this because I'm so excited about it. Because I've been saying it for over a year now that looking at last year's Steelers pass rush, but you didn't have home field advantage and, and all that crowd noise working at your advantage.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be huge. It's
1: one of the best, you know, things about crowd noise is your get off and their inability to communicate. And Steelers led the league in sacks and were a dominant pass rush team without that advantage. I mean, so. All you out there have to do your part and make it even better on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and if you look back over the years, um, the Steelers have traditionally been a much better team rushing the passer at home. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Than, um, most teams are. Most teams are, yeah. but yeah, I'm sure. That's but it was really, sure. like, pronounced, I think. Was, and holding's illegal again. And holding is now illegal. How about that? <laughs> How about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, a year that holding was legal, and he didn't have that home field advantage. I mean, it was, it was legal for everybody, but still... It hurt teams like the Steelers and Washington and elite pass rushing teams more than others.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean it, that was the interesting thing to me, Matt, was that you know, is, is is the Steelers offensive line was not great in that game. No. It was not even good. No, no, no. But, but no holding penalties for them. Mm,
1: interesting, yeah.
0: In a game where Buffalo had six. It's six. So they You're were calling right. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't know? like they were holding left and right yeah. and getting away with it. So, I mean, that, that to me is a feather in the cap for Adrian Clem. Yeah. That, you know, you got you took that, that young offensive line in, into that building and, and it wasn't – you weren't facing, you know, first and 20 a whole bunch of times because yeah. they were holding.
1: It could have been a different game. Yeah. I mean, we, we've we talked about that in Ossium over the, the course of the offseason of – you know, even one holding penalty a game difference. You know, from 2020 to previous years, is maybe seven points. I mean, that's a, a massive, massive difference. So, um, no, it's it's definitely good for the Steelers that these things are back to normal to some degree in terms of fans as well as you know flags coming out at a regular rate. But uh, it, it seems like we're going to be redundant with this. That unless the Steelers get hit hard with injuries up front. I'm not sure even when the Browns come to town and some of the They don't have an advantage, yeah. Right, I mean, let alone the the okay lines. The
0: Raiders this week, Steelers have an advantage. Big one. Bengals next week, Steelers have a huge advantage. Biggest one yet. Yeah. Um, Burrow got sacked once out of every seven snap dropbacks And they ran the ball a
1: much higher percentage of the time than they did last
0: year. Yeah, that's way too much. Right, right. Pack in Green Bay against the Packers.
1: I mean, it depends if Bakhtiari's back. Bakhtiari's not going to be back. And Rodgers will certainly recognize things. He's not going to be lost. But that's still an average O-line, and Bakhtiari's not going to be there. You're right.
0: Uh, Week 5 is Denver at home.
1: Yeah, Munch will coach those guys up. And it's probably the – them or the Bills are probably the best line that they've seen to that point. But I bet Garrett Bowles takes a (laughs) hold.
0: Yeah, if they're (laughs) calling holding again, uh, Garrett Bowles could be in trouble. He
1: may not be going to Pro Bowls anymore that holding is illegal. Yeah.
0: Week six is it's uh, Seattle at home.
1: It's better than it's been, and well, they Russell's just lost their center. Goes. Yeah, right. But it's uh, still I haven't I haven't seen a top ten offensive line yet. No. That you mentioned.
0: Well, week eight they're at Cleveland. And that's there's number your, one in my opinion. There's your top ten offensive but they're line. They're fighting a little bit of
1: injuries at the moment, and you know that'll be a fun battle.
0: Yeah, and you know we'll see. Uh, Chicago and like they haven't played against each other. Chicago in week nine. That's, that's
1: a. I would say that or the one you're going to see tonight for the Giants is the worst line in the league.
0: Yeah, week 10 is Detroit.
1: That's a good line, but that's all they got.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're still a really bad team. <laughs> that's the
1: strength of the team. I think el- actually was pretty good at left tackle. They finally put him about where he should go.
0: Week 11 at the Chargers. Chargers did a pretty good job against Washington. They did a
1: great job. Yeah. I think that one could be a top five type of line. Yeah. I think that's much
0: better. The, the problem is, is, that yeah, the game's in Los Angeles against the Chargers. But you're at home. It's going to be half 50-50 with Steeler fans in that game. I would I would almost guarantee it. Oh, I bet the crowd,
1: no- crowd noise, <laughs> I bet, favors Pittsburgh. At yeah.
0: That uh, week 12 at Cincinnati. Again, poor. Again, that poor offensive line. Week 13, Baltimore at home. I
1: think that's a poor
0: offensive well, line. Baltimore's offensive line is not good.
1: They lost the starting guard in that game, I think, for the year. Villanueva, as we mentioned. Ronnie Stanley, look,
0: hasn't really Stanley hasn't practiced this week.
1: Stanley hasn't practiced this week and Stanley had a tough game too. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was coming back from injury and didn't trust his knee. You would hope by then, if for the Ravens sake, that Stanley's back to being Stanley. Like I'd rather play the yeah. Ravens O-line this week than that week, but I mean they're going to have something wrong with them between now and then too.
0: Week 14 at Minnesota.
1: I would rather play them now than then too cuz they have a couple young guys, but it's struggling and despite Steelers, we still have a big advantage, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, despite putting resources into it, they're not getting the return on their investments. Darius hasn't played yeah. yet, you know.
0: Week 15, the Titans at home.
1: It was horrific in week it one. It was awful. Bad their best anyone.
0: guy got beat for five sacks.
1: Which should <laughs> never happen, by the way. You know, like, that's a little bit of coaching malpractice. <laughs> that's a little, yeah. And, you know, like, like, help him out. Yeah. You
0: know? Well, he's Taylor LeJuan. We don't need to help him out. Well, after he gave it's up three, three sacks in the first quarter, you might want to slide some protections you that way. You might want to help him out
1: a little. <laughs> you know, right. Uh, and that's definitely more of a run-blocking line, a yeah. protection line, even in the last couple of years when they were uh, been a good offense.
0: Week is at Kansas City.
1: I bet it's pretty good by then.
0: Should be, but... You know,
1: still, it wasn't bad against the Browns, yeah. but it's a work in progress. I mean, it's totally revamped, but they're not bad guys.
0: Uh, week 17 is the Browns again, and then week 18 is at Baltimore. Yeah, we talked about that. I mean...
1: Right. I mean, there's a couple things to unpeel from that conversation. We just mentioned way more bad offensive line than good in just a slice of the league. So, Steeler fans, you're not alone in worrying about your offensive line. Oh, absolutely. Point, yeah. You know? And some of those we mentioned I would not trade the Steelers for, with, in no, no doubt in my mind. And lastly, the really good ones in the league, we only brought up two or three of them. I mean, yeah. I think the Chargers could be. I know the Browns are now. None, um, I, can't I don't even know who the one. other
0: lines like. Everybody says, "Oh, the Colts have a great offensive line."
1: It's a disaster right now. Yeah,
0: it's a disaster. I, I'll, I'll give you okay. New Orleans has New Orleans, a good offensive one line. I think is very very
1: high in the Tampa list. Tampa has a good offensive line. Tampa is a good one. Philly right now does. Right. Yeah. Right. Until now. the injuries hit. Yeah. Because I mean, they're have all any old. depth, but they're yeah. they're good right now. You know, I mean, there's a couple like that, but overall, there's you know Dallas if healthy, but Zach Martin didn't play in week one. Leo Collins isn't playing this week. You know, like. We saw what happens when. No, Collins guys ain't gonna be it. playing
0: for a while because he got a suspension yeah, he's in trouble too. Yeah. Right, right.
1: So there aren't that many to begin with. I mean, people f- looked at the Ravens like, "Oh, that's a good offensive line. That's a good line. offensive line. It really is Did
0: you watch that game? No. Yeah,
1: it isn't. It isn't. And I don't think the Raiders has a good offensive line. They thought they did a year ago.
0: Yeah. So interesting. Uh, but the Steelers should have an advantage just about every game that they play, and unless that. Yeah. You know, unless injuries just devastate their defensive front.
1: But two, it's back, too. You know, bad things will happen, but at least there's one good thing up and you know, there's an ace up your sleeve still, too. Yeah,
0: still coming here. So, yeah, we'll see how that uh, that works out. But uh, we're going to take a break. That's going to do it for segment number one. Uh, So um, when we come back, we'll talk more, a little bit about tonight's game, some news and notes from around the league. We'll do that. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR.